We will step into the light so you can stand in the darkness. We are Awesome. And this is Bay Watched, an homage to Buns, Babes, Hunks, and the Hop. All right, back at Baywatched, discussing old friends. Great penultimate episode, episode. Here about good friends. The penultimate episode of season one. I know oh. we're almost at the finale. I'm I'm so Ooh. excited for the other nine seasons to come. <laughs> I'm so excited for this season to end. We need to do it. First... We need to do a recap of all the actual lifeguarding they did, just to kind of <laughs> reminisce on all the lifeguarding they did. Okay. It might uh, take hey, us five or ten minutes, to, but it'd be worth we, it. We also need to do a rundown of all the different jobs that they did that were not lifeguard related. Hey, they added a few more in this episode. Yep. <laughs> a lot more in this episode. <laughs> Ones I hadn't even thought of. Nope. Who would have thought they'd be park ranger search and rescue? Yeah. Who needs forestry service? Yeah. We don't. Who would have thought they would be expert army medics? <laughs> uh, yeah, the stuff that they... Uh, what, what, I don't... Okay. Here's IMDb summary of this episode. Craig, Mitch, and Garner go for a weekend hang gliding trip, of course, because that's so normal for people. But Mitch has an accident when he gets stuck in a tree and eventually falls. With Mitch unconscious, Craig and Garner have to wait for a rescue helicopter to come, which is delayed. Meanwhile, Court requaints himself with a woman whose husband had drowned a year ago but learns that the husband actually faked his death to collect insurance. Now court must decide whether or not to turn them both in. That's a very descriptive... That gives a lot away. That and, gives a lot away. And at the same it time, really skips over so much. Well, also, yeah, why is court say, it every of, episode... It complete, all of court's stuff completely away, while... Doesn't even come close to even describing at all what happens to Mitch no. and Craig and Garner because they made it seem like, oh, Mitch is unconscious. We'll wait. We'll sit here and wait for a rescue helicopter, which is they the annihilate, last thing they do. That description annihilated the minor plot and barely touched on the major plot. Wait, yeah. which one's the major plot? Because I thought old friends met Mitch and the snake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, fuck. okay. I don't want to get into some of this stuff yet. So let's let's do let's do Court's plot first because I feel like that won't take as long to. Uh... Why is Court always always he knows everybody and they're all scoundrels? That's because that's how we got introduced to him. Is that he was a scoundrel? Every episode, though, every episode we have to see Court with something new, some new drama. Yeah, you can never just time... be one of the. Yeah, this time he's not being a scoundrel. At least it started with him being a scoundrel. No. How? Throwing throwing pet dog dog food in the water so the dog would jump oh, into the yeah, water. You know what? I forgot because that was such a small <laughs> part of the entire episode. Like that girl was in it for like a minute and then it was I, on to old friends. I was so confused because I was like, because I saw, because I mean, I, I, I read the little summary. And so mm-hmm. when I, I obviously assumed that that girl that, he's going out of his way to flirt with was going to end up being this girl. And I was like, he's acting like he doesn't know her. It said the summary said that they were friends. Yeah, that was, that was, and then, real. I was like, then all of a sudden we see the real girl. I'm like, hang on. So that girl was in it for no reason. Play no. on player, play on player. So I want to know, I mean, why wasn't court invited to the guy's weekend? Because he had to connect with an old, old friends. You can't have an episode titled Old Friends if there are no old friends. I just didn't know why he... I mean, I understand Eddie's sort of like the young kid. And he's not part of, like, the old man crew. But Court and Mitch and Craig were friends. That's because all yeah. of Court's adventures are water-based. And all... You know, this was an air-based adventure. <laughs> he's a waterbender. Yeah. <laughs> we we didn't know, but, but Court's deathly scared of heights. And so... <laughs> um, I, I, I want to say that you know, I made a note that we can't have montages this episode, so we just have to have a bunch of dream sequences. Why can't we have montages? Because they wanted to do dream sequences. Oh, I see. Oh, I you, you, thought you, that are you was a montage. radical dream sequence was, slash flashback or whatever? Yeah. yeah. 
it was a bit of it was a bit montagey, but it was real short. So I I give it that it wasn't a montage. Yeah, it didn't have enough nothing happening. It actually was it was providing too much info, like not information, but well, remember it was too it, short and too. It worked for Eddie in a couple episodes, dream sequences. So they were like, let's try this with Court this time. Funny thing about montages, when Mitch starts running with the hang glider, I could swear the music started up, and I even typed hang gliding montage, and then it busted my balls because it didn't go into a montage, and I was like, dang it, you fooled me. The music started, it was starting to be part of a nothing part of the episode, I'm like, here comes the montage, and then it, I was disappointed. I almost considered the hang gliding scene a little bit of a montage. Because it had clips think, of him like looking down and seeing things and I seeing mountains. I feel like it's not a montage of this. I feel like it's too short and it was just sort of showing what he was doing. I feel like. Anyways. I just refuse to have an episode without montages, at least one. <laughs> so, Court eventually bumps into this, uh. this girl. Well, well, he sees a guy. He sees oh, a guy, yeah. he sees a guy in his life. on a boat, which leads to his dream. Right. He's taking a midday nap at his he, store. He sees a guy that looks like a guy that he feels like he got killed. Yeah. Yes, he was partially responsible. Here's my so question. He... Who packs a Speedo for a nighttime beach picnic? Because when he has a dream, it's what happened. Those weren't Speedos, bro. Those yeah. were his undies. Amateur. Oh, those were his undies. Amateur. Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. you always you always have that on. You got to be ready to swim at any moment. Um, no, yeah, those are those are his tidy whities but they were they were like camo undies, tight. Yeah, okay. He knows he knows what he got. He knows what he got. Uh, so, well, those were right. definitely speedos. It was yeah. definitely a speedo. Well, you think so? Yeah, I think it was just underwear. I think that he always wears his speedo under his clothes, though. I think it, it was a like speedo to me because. Listen, Superman's always, Clark Kent's always wearing his, his uh, Superman outfit underneath his suits. I and feel for, like Court's for probably... Baywatch, their swimsuits are their Superman outfits. Who is Court if not their Clark Kent? Or Superman? Was Court a lifeguard at that time? It was a year ago, right? Was yeah. Court a lifeguard? Yeah, because when Clark got for a while. back, they were just introduced like, oh, you're here for your yearly time. Dave, didn't, Dave wasn't part of that episode, but yeah, when we I first wasn't. meet Court... He came into town and he's like, "They're like, oh, you're here to do your six hours or whatever, so you can um, um, re-up your license." So gotcha. if Clark, if Clark always wears his outfit underneath his clothes, so he's ready to be a superhero whenever. We should figure out how much extra weight the Baywatch lifeguards carry around because they must have four or five hundred different outfits on at once. <laughs> Absolutely. And then compare it to um, propane tanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could use a luggage scale. Yeah, I can't wait until one of them becomes an explosive ordinance, and they have to wear like a full-on explosive ordinance outfit under their normal outfit. Well, there's nine more speedo underneath, so it's going to happen. Are they ever going to become uh, astronauts? There's nine more seasons and two seasons of a spinoff, so it's going to happen. They're going to make it to space. Do you not anticipate there is an episode where someone has a ticking time bomb in the next nine years? Oh, it's, yes. Oh, there'll be sure ticking be time bomb control soon. I'm sure there's going to be like a, a full season's worth of episodes of ticking time bombs. Yeah, absolutely. Haven't we've already had a couple of bombs in just this season, right? There was a bomb in that floating suitcase, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a bomb the that they threw. The, there's the bomb that they threw the shoe at from World War Two. That's right. How did the tower blow up? I, I, I don't think I saw that episode. Wasn't that was that Molotov cocktails? Yeah. I, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Not a bomb then. I wouldn't call no. Molotov cocktail. It bomb. got intentionally burned down. Yeah, so but only. But but in Baywatch, a Molotov cocktail it, it blew up. In Molotov in Baywatch, a Molotov cocktail explodes. Right. And uh, he did use a grenade two or three episodes ago. Also, <laughs> kind of like a bomb. And don't forget all. <laughs> don't forget all of Mitch's kisses. <laughs> for a lifeguarding imp. You would think if someone just heard us talking, they'd be like, are you guys watching like a World War II drama or something? No, lifeguarding full of bobs. <laughs> they use more weapons than uh, Jack Reacher does on his show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Um, so he, so he sees this guy, he reminds him of a guy that he knew he had, uh, thought he had had, uh, some fault in killing or drowning. Mm -hmm. And so that causes him to think, maybe I should go reconnect with this guy's, uh, wife. Although I didn't know it was the wife, but whatever. Well, we, they didn't really establish that, but we find out when he goes and visits her. I just thought it was his girl. I just thought it was his girlfriend. Um, right. But yeah. So they so, connect, they hang out. There's, there's a, a weird tension, mysterious... romantic vibe I got between Court and this wife there, of this friend. Court because has that with every woman have... he comes across. Exactly. All ladies. Yeah. Um, and then there's this weirdo lurking around smoking cigarettes at the beach. Yeah. Bad guys always smoke cigarettes. Remember that, kids. Say no to tobacco and no to being a bad guy. Say yes to vaping, but no to cigs. Well, vaping has flavor, so it's cool. Yep. Listen to that, That's kids. Um, they, uh, they also, um... <laughs> I yeah, so she's... students listen to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> G- Gandalf is joined. <laughs> this is called the church warden pipe, by the way. Um... <laughs> cool. But, but, uh... They, of, course, of course Dave knows the names of all the different pipes. Do you remember the time that Dave told us all about medieval, like, dungeon gates and things? Yeah, because if it's pointless information, Dave knows... Dave would be a perfect person to work in the office at Baywatch headquarters so he could provide them all the useless information about stupid things that they're about to go do. There we go. First of all, why was that so accessible to you? And second of all, why does it need to be so long? Uh, because when you're reading, you don't want the smoke in front of your eyes while you're reading a book. But you don't read. (laughs) That's true. It doesn't get in the way of my audiobooks at all. And when's the last time you've actually smoked it? When he's playing puzzle, I haven't yet. I haven't. I'm so sad. When Dave's playing tobacco, when Dave's playing puzzle dragons, he doesn't want smoke to get in the way of his next move. (laughs) And so you inhale all the smoke and you don't exhale any of it. These are very practical for 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 digital uh, phone use, you know. Right, because when you inhale the smoke, you don't exhale any of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but the burnings, yeah. Or you exhale it through another straw that's far away from your screen. <laughs> um. So, I mean, a long story sh- short for Court's thing, they already pretty much ruined it. The husband's still alive. He faked right. his death for a million-dollar life insurance policy. And, and it's the week that his wife is going to sign to get the check. And what's, what I thought was weird is it seemed like once Cor or once, yeah, once Cor found out about it and they're like all confronting in the back at the apartment or whatever, because he chases him down and eventually catches him. Right. It seemed like Court was like, don't tell me. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm leaving. No, he said, I'm not going to turn you in. Just don't collect the money. Okay. Already the fake death could be considered some type of fraudulent activity, possibly. Right. But he's like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Just don't collect the money, and I won't take this any further. But how is it? Was he going to follow up and see if they collected the money? I guess I sort of just took it as like, hey, don't collect the money. I'm leaving. Like, I sort of just took it like, like he was checking out, which is why I sort of thought it was weird that – um, the husband then went to the um, surf shop just to pretty much get into a big fight and destroy the whole surf, surf shop. Well, that was my, I took a note on that. So let's be clear for our listeners. So court has this confrontation, finds out the husband's still alive, find out they faked all this death just for a million dollar life insurance policy. They're telling them we were down on our luck. We really needed some way out. This is our only uh, option. Were they down like, on their luck? I didn't get the feeling that there was a real, like, I don't remember them talking about creditors or we were, we were about to lose the house. They just, they just told us that. Okay. So they okay. Just said it. So I might have missed it. That it's, we're going to assume it's true. No, I, I all, it, all our all. background about this couple is, is the crazy dream that court has and like a two minute recap that the wife tells us. Because by the oh. way, she seems to be doing okay. Right for for somebody for for the need to fake a death for a million dollar life insurance payout because they're down on their luck. She had her own place. She was doing okay. It's been a year since. The, who knows what's happened in that? Sure, year. but anyways, I just I just missed the part where they said, "Oh, we were down on our luck or whatever." 
Yeah, and Court says, I could have helped you. And they're like, we didn't need your emotional support. Mm. Like, we were hurting. Okay. Um, Can we also note how Court found the husband? He was out doing something with – he obviously doesn't realize she's married. But he had convinced her to go out with him and she was coming – he was coming back with her to her house. Mm-hmm. He wasn't – And he was yet again. out. He, listen, he let a year pass for her to grieve over her husband before he tried to smash it. <laughs> yeah, a year is a fine time. I yeah. want to get to the, the, the fight at the shop, though. Where That's Cor what gets, I want to get to. Where Cor gets his head smashed into glass and comes out not bloodied at all. Where a guy is defending a million dollars and doesn't show up with a gun. That's true, too. Like... like That's why, I just didn't get it. I was if like, he had gotten a million, he could have afforded a gun. I was like, he got there. I was, my note was, why did Lance, apparently that's the name of the husband. Yes. Go to the shop just to beat up court. Nothing else. Like, right. Like, okay. You're, I guess that's where I got confused is court already pretty much said, just don't collect the money and I won't do anything and sort of walked off. And if I was them, right. you already got this far in your, in your, like collect the money and just take off like as fast as you can. I think right. he was mad because Court had convinced his wife not to go through with it. And, okay, and but then that, why not do more to Court to stop every, like... Why show up and punch him? Well, yeah, you're pissed and I feel like all you're doing is you. making Court go, well, I'm for sure going to go to the cops right now. It was, I mean, it was a pretty nasty fight without blood, but things got broken. He was throwing heavy stuff at Court trying to kill him. I feel like it was one of those things he was hoping to maybe get the drop on Court and beat him so badly that... Either court would be incapacitated or would be too scared to like. Then do that when court something. is laying on the ground. Then get your get a metal bar and just start crushing things, like breaking I'm, limbs, doing something. Like I said, he no. He if I'm showing up and I'm cool. already, if I'm already a bad dude, and I'm either going to show up to intimidate, I'm going to say, "Look, court, we're going to collect the money, and you're going to stay out of this. And if you don't, bad things are going to happen." He didn't come to do that because he started by throwing punches. So if you're going to start with violence, you don't start with punches. But you the wife start with a gun or a bat. The yeah, wife had already a decided bat, a crowbar. That she wasn't you need doing something it. that you're going to do tons of damage. Yeah. The wife and that could be the other thing. She wasn't going through with it. That might have been it. He might have just been pissed because wife's not going to go through with it. So now he like goes to beat up court. Right. That's how I heard him. He's just mad. Sense. He's mad that court's already foiled it. It's not. There's no convincing court. The wife's already out, and now I'm just pissed. I don't want to kill my friend, but I'd like to go hurt him. And that makes sense. I guess. I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I guess I'm I... just thinking of like, okay, if you, even if you're going to use violence as a way of intimidation, I guess I just think of like you watch like a mobster movie, a mafia movie, and they pretty much make it where that person is almost incapable of going to the cops for the next. Several weeks because since, their body won't do since, like yeah. I'm going to beat you nearly to death. So that way you're so warning. terrified if you do anything of what would happen next. Since Court right. has a bed at his at his store, you leave a horse head or a seahorse's head in the bed. I like, I like a seahorse's head so that way he doesn't quite notice until like he's sleeping and then like what is that? What is that in my back? Did I leave a jelly bean in here? <laughs> I don't know how big seahorses can get because I bet I guarantee someone's in the be like, well, did you know the blah 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 seahorse actually grows to be four feet tall or some you know because you know people know stupid stats. I've seen some pretty large frilly seahorses at the um, at the um, aquarium. Yeah. So I don't remember how big they were, but I feel like they were decent sized. Okay. <laughs> so they get in the fight. Court prevails. His friend leaves. Wife basically dumps husband. The end? Pretty much. <laughs> I don't, yeah, how does that resolve even? I, I honestly, I was looking at my notes. I'm trying to remember. And it's I like, think she says, like, we're not going to be together anymore to her husband. Like, our marriage has been over. I think she says that effect, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think she just pretty much ends it, and he's like, err. Now you kind of like t- hug and kiss at the end, her in court, but that's all you, it's over after that. I think he says something about this was our dream, and she's like, no, it was your dream, and there was that house in Mexico he wanted. Right. 
So, anyways, not a whole lot for Court, but more for more for him than the Aussie. I don't feel that this fits with Court's character, honestly. Like, why does he care that someone is defrauding a big faceless insurance agent? These are. I could see Court's point as. You broke our friendship. You made me think that I killed you or I had something to do with your death for a year without letting on. That's really hurtful. I, I agree. But, or, or I see, honestly, the better story arc would be Court not necessarily threatening to turn him in, but finding out that the wife no longer wants to go through with it and is feeling pressured, and then Court trying to help out her. I, right. I, I suppose it could be... One of those, like, I'm hurt because I felt responsible for your death for a year. You made me feel that way. Now you're trying to, and your plan the whole time was to get a million dollars. I'm now, I'm not going to, now I'm going to stand in the way of that. I could see it being like, you're not going to get your million dollars because you made me feel that way. And he kind of tried to go that route when he talked to the wife and he was like, you don't have to commit fraud for this idiot. You know, you, you haven't done anything yet. No money has changed hands. He says that. And you, you haven't committed fraud, so you're okay. So he is – I just – I think the writers could have done a little bit better job. No. Nope. A.K.A. the same thing, I think, every episode. But, of, Dave, unfortunately, the writers could not have because these writers aren't capable of it. That's true. I can't wait till this is all done and we we try to start writing Baywatch episodes. I'm gonna. I, I'm hoping to write the the sequel to Dwayne's movie. At this quality, we could write this. I mm-hmm. feel like at this quality, we could knock this out. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty low hanging fruit, low entry point. I mean, I yeah. think would be great is I just get a bunch of twenty sided die, and we just write stupid plot like like little things. We go, all right, let's see which character. You know, Mitch is going to go be a, become a fireman to. Stop what global those, warming. Okay, let's make a plot. What, what was those things like that you would like make that, like in junior high that and they would Mad Libs. No, no, that you'd Mad fold lib, up yes. and then you'd be like it'd be like one, two, three, four, and oh, like, the, one, the, two, oh, tr- the little yeah. like Yeah. No, yeah. I like I like the Mad Libs. I like Mad Libs. Just too. We, a superhero we blanks and then type every time you have to we just we plug should, in I, like a character's name, what they become, or what what job a lifeguards have to do, what Non lifeguarding job? Do they do right? And then, and then we'll be, there'll be like a spot like um, this is the um, uh, what's the opposite of a hero? The the person that they're fighting against the villain antagonist. The, the the antagonist is this, and you have to choose like a person, a place, a, an animal, or a natural event. I yeah. listen. I say we write a Baywatch spec script. And see if we can use it to get a job writing something else. It literally is a Mad Lib. Yeah. yeah. This oh, yeah. character. I, and you know, th- this episode, when we get to the next part, I think R- Mitch just rolled all ones. Because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait I think that they have, listen, I think they have a whiteboard and darts. And they just go, whoosh, no, and they throw out. I and they go really like Mitch. think that they, that they had a board of... They would they send the writing team and said, guys, I want you to think of the the craziest jobs that you could think lifeguards could do, and they wrote them down and they just had them on a board and every they'd be like, all right, Carl, go pick one of the cards. Mitch really did get hosed, and they like pick in. They're like, all right, this this episode they're become a search and rescue team for the forest, not the beach. We're in the forest. Yeah, miles well, away so- from the beach. I, I, I want to know when they become uh we've got a lifeguard becoming a chef. I need a lifeguard to become like an accountant. I need like a lifeguard to I just need to think of some very strange roles, actuarial. <laughs> I'm actually this, picturing I'm actually already pictured some episodes as soon as you said that. Like in my head I'm like, okay, I see one where they have to do a fundraiser thing and the catering company leaves all of a sudden Mitch and Craig now are cooking a bunch of hamburgers for everybody because no they they become an account they become accountants and they discover some discrepancies that the company that they're doing their taxes for um have reported and they discover that this is a front for the mob so then they go undercover as well as a mafioso guy and then they have to like kill they just they just check their own they get their tax returns go. and they look at it 
or something like that, or they go to file the stuff for Baywatch and they go, what? Something's wrong here. And rather than going to their accountant, they just solve everything on their own, which well, leads to finding out that they work for the mafia tech. What if the FBI contacts them and says, oh, you've discovered these irregularities. We want you to infiltrate the mob as low-level enforcers. And then, yeah. like, the hop can have his hair slicked back, and he can wear gold chains and a medallion and just so. be walking around collecting money. All right, now let's get to the really... I the the, the notes the I have on this are so silly and weird. On the this. meat of the episode, yeah. First, we've got lifeguard hang gliders. Uh, you know, they, of course they know how to hang glide. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they know how to hang glide? Because they, they make it seem like hang gliding skill. is like the same as like buddies getting together to go fishing for the weekend. Well, <laughs> let's, let's like say oh, it. let's get our hang gliders because we all own these already. Of, of course. Of course they've gone hang gliding, and of course they're taking Garner, who's afraid of hang gliding. Mm-hmm. Yes. He went once before and he didn't like it. So he's afraid of the water. He's afraid of the water and the air. He's only a land guy. Strictly. He's their piglet. He's just yeah. scared of everything. <laughs> they're also Wait a minute, Garner, Piglet? Careful there. I'm also confused how close they were camping to the cliff. Because when they took off hang gliding It was like six was steps. Like Four or five steps, and they were three thousand feet up in the also, air. Also, them yep. taking them taking off everything was just so funny about hang. I, I just can't. Even. So Mitch takes off. Mitch takes off hang gliding on his own. His partner, who's going to hang glide with him, says, "Oh, I'm just packing up my gear." Meanwhile, it shows him. Drinking coffee, yeah. uh, trying to wake Garner up for some breakfast. Yeah. Getting some coals hot. That's what I was saying. I, my note was... He was cooking. He was drinking coffee. He was making lunch. <laughs> they don't practice hang gliding safety at all. Like, the night, like, I get... Okay, cool that their helmets communicate with each other. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why they didn't just have a... I don't know why they couldn't just set up where they just have a walkie that's at the main campground that they are... Could be heard from, right? No, they did. The problem was that it was it the um, distance. It only picked no, up. No, 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 because it shows Mitch talking. It's only helmet to helmet. There was oh, no right. general because it shows when Mitch first takes off and he's talking. It shows the helmet just sitting on like in the campground right. while but it's still, Craig is it's just like in the range of like you know kicking back, eating a sandwich or whatever. Right, but it still only had. You're right, but it still only had a range of like six miles. They said ten. Oh, 10 miles, okay. But, yes, but I guess LJ's point was, yeah. if you're going to have a safety feature, have it so it's on a speaker system, so that if you go to make coffee, wake the other guy up for breakfast or lunch, put some coals on the fire, all not related to getting your stuff ready. Well, um, where were make- they Where were they supposed to land? Let's follow this step-by-step, step, though. There's too much good stuff here. Okay. So Mitch takes off. Um he, he's talking, he's chatting back and forth. Uh, Craig says he's getting ready to go. Clearly not. And then Mitch crashes and Craig doesn't have the helmet on. He hits a and weather system or he has a like a flurry bubble. Or a thermal. A weather thermal, which I looked up and usually that makes you go up from That's what right. I've seen. Um, but it made him appear to go up but then spiral out of control and magically crash down. Right. And then and he, he, cr- he crashed into a tree. And the hang glider landed very nicely in the trees. He was relatively unhurt, just hanging there high up in the tree. Well, 40, 40 plus feet up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's fine. He's stuck there. And I he feel is. like he gives them about, how long do you think he actually tries to communicate with Craig? This was the help? first huge flaw. He tries for about seconds. 30 seconds. Yep. And then he says, you know what? This is it. I'm going to die. So he reaches back and releases himself from 40 feet up. So rather than just say, you know what, eventually he's going to put the helmet on. Even if it's 20, 30 minutes or an hour, I'm probably better hanging in a harness that was designed for me to hang in and wait till he picks his headset up so I can call him. That's no. what I got confused about. It wasn't like he was in the hang glider and he, like, every time he did it, like, he couldn't, like, breathe without it, like, slowly, like, keeping. Oh, he's like, in a harness that you're made to hang in. Right. And even if the hang glider fell... It would slow him down yes. more significantly than falling on your own without the hang glider. Because he did waited he about release... 30 seconds. And then, oh, all right, here we go. Did he release himself or did he, like, fall out? No, he he releases himself. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to pay attention, guys. I really couldn't see 
he what did he was something. Doing. He reached back and did something he did that caused something him to fall. He made the comment like pretty much like, oh, like sort of like. I'm and then he lands. He lands on his shin. I mean, that's he lands on his like knee shin. Comment making it seem like he was gonna purposely get out. Listen, that's what you do, man. You don't hang out in trees for more than thirty seconds. Squirrels come. They nibble at you. He said, that's what I didn't get. It's not like he was stuck or something was causing him pain. He was in a harness that was made to be hung in. And he was hanging yeah. just normal. He just, the only difference was he was no longer flying. He was just in a tree hanging there. So I would have waited hours until somebody, if I, okay, eventually I gotta, I gotta get down, but you know, I'm just gonna hang here until someone picks, I've got a functioning radio. I'll wait till he picks his headset up. The funny thing is he emphasizes rescue so many times in the remaining of this episode. But one of the first rules of rescue is don't leave. Yes. He's standing under a giant rainbow platform. I've got a good idea. How about I get down and walk out, making myself a really small visible target instead of under this giant rainbow platform at the top of the trees. With a functioning intercom or communication system to somebody that I know, whether it's five minutes or an hour, is going to pick it up. Do you want the episode to be 25 minutes, or do you want the episode to be 45 minutes, guys? <laughs> so, so here, so this, but this is where we're at. After 30 seconds, he abandons all hope. He drops himself 40 feet. <laughs> breaks his he leg. Breaks his leg. Lands like wait. an old man. Doesn't tumble. Doesn't do anything. Just lands nope. flat, breaking his leg in half. Which I'm so excited to see. How they ignore that completely next episode because you know that he'll be back to full health next. But episode. then we we learn the first superhero power he has. Evidently, he was an army medic because in about another thirty seconds tops, he has gotten three pieces of metal, broken them or cut them, found some fabric and formed himself a splint, taken another piece of metal and made himself a crutch. By the way, if I had busted my leg the way he did. I don't think I would have been getting up for at least a good half an hour until the agony subsided. It could or, have been more or, than a you know, back to what Slash said, or maybe you just don't get up and you just <laughs> put yourself under the tree in some shade and still just wait right by the brightly colored Listen, hang glider so for someone part, to come and find you. Part of their lifeguard training is they have people come and hit them in the knee with, um, with like uh, billy clubs to strengthen that knee. Well, he also he had to do it quickly. He had to he had to drop, break his leg, fix his leg, make a crutch, and start moving. Because as soon as he did, guess who got on the intercom and was trying to talk to him, Craig. So if he would have waited any longer, help would have paged him. So he had no, to no. get out of there before they yeah. did. Well, did, was Craig in the air? Not yet. No, Craig was. On, he, when, he was out of got, range. I, I can say that the Hoff was out of range at that point. Now, if he if he'd waited, Craig would have gotten into range, but he was out of range because Craig was out of range at that same point when Garner needed to talk to him. That's right, right. So he if he would have waited, even if he would have simply waited under the thing with the broken leg, he would have been in range. But he leaves all his gear behind to because the best option when you have a broken leg in the middle of the wilderness and you're under a brightly covered banner is to run as fast as possible. You leave your your possessions behind. Especially when two people know, I mean, they might not know exactly where you are, but they know you might be riding. Like they know, they have an idea of where you are. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he was out of range for two reasons. One, there's just no way he flew that far. 10 miles. No way. Because there's no way you could have searched 10 miles of mountains and found him. And two, when he was going down, I vaguely remember a scene where he's telling him he's going down. And they look at the campground. And in the camera view, you can hear that it's coming out of the helmet. But they're not hearing anything because he's not wearing the helmet. But he was yeah. out of he was out of range because that's where Garner lost Craig. He, Garner couldn't talk to Craig anymore because Craig had gotten to that's about the same point as Hoff. That's for plot at that point. I think it's just convenient for plot. Because I'm like 90% certain that he, that Mitch was able to communicate, just that the helmet was not so on. Can we see no, the best part of this whole of episode, though? I think I think it was both. I think for the Hoff, he was in range. But for Craig, at the exact same spot, he was out of range. I just want to get to Mitch is now walking with a crutch. 
and comes yep. across a snake. The funniest scene ever. I this laughed is, so hard. Actually, reason three that he wasn't out of range. As dumb as they are, if he was really ten miles away, he would not have tried to start walking because he would have known there's no way I'm walking back to camp. No, he was – I think – okay, I will say this a little bit of what little knowledge I have of hang gliding. I do believe that it's common to hang glide off of a mountain, hang glide, enjoy the mountain scenes as you're working your way down to land on the beach and have someone take you back up to your campground. And that is exactly what Garner did, and I think that's pretty common practice. So, so if he was Mitch, 10 miles away and out of range, then he was almost to the beach. That's my only thought. It, obviously, they're not going to explain that to us, but his thought is, I'm just going to get to our landing zone. Okay, guys, we're talking about boring stuff when we be talking about the fact that we can be talking about Mitch's reaction to a rattlesnake bite. <laughs> okay, that rattlesnake was strong because he threw him. He, I, <laughs> that rattlesnake did a suplex on a human male. He went to, <laughs> Mitch went, Mitch gets bit, falls off a cliff. Lands on his like back and rolls over backwards. Flies <laughs> off a cliff. He got, he got struck so hard that Mitch flew backwards and like a and did cartwheels like a board, not rolling on the ground. Like hands are touching, full air flip, feet are touching, hands are touching, <laughs> feet are touching. And the only thing that hurt him launched him. As we watched the episode, the only thing that was really hurting him was the snake bite. Not the broken yeah. back, not the broken leg or shin. Oh. I mean, or not what should be a cracked skull. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't, I don't think I've ever, man, that fall, cause he's like on the, like, he's on the top of like, like a hill, you know, yeah. or part of so, the mountainside, and he like tumbles down like someone launched him. They say yeah. he fell into a quarry, and evidently it was so deep that later they have to literally rappel into it. They, there's so much turbulence, they can't get the helicopter down into it. So they're implying this is like a 60, 70-foot drop that yeah. he full-on head-over-heel with a broken leg cartwheeled and then launched off and landed on the ground. No, his I primary think, source of I think, oh, so I found out the lifeguard's newest role, zombie lifeguard. <laughs> Are you even What's... sure that he got bit by the snake? They say that he did. They say that he did, but I just saw a strike. I don't know that it actually even bit him. Where he got, where he landed, where Craig found him, was that, did Craig have to carry him any further down to find the cave, or was the cave right there too? Oh no, he was at the bottom. He was at the bottom. Now, that's why I say, look at how many ones this guy rolls. Okay, he, he goes out hang gliding, uh, is his buddy going to join him? Rolls a one. Buddy doesn't join him. Hits a thermal. Normally supposed to support you and lift you up. Rolls a one. Makes him crash. <laughs> lands in a tree. Can he wait? No. Rolls a one. Lands on legs, stupidly breaking it. Okay, fine. Rescues himself. Walks down. Rolls a one. Trips and falls. Does he land someplace safe? Rolls a one. Lands next to <laughs> rattlesnake. Tries to escape rattlesnake. Rolls a one. Rattlesnake strikes. Right. But now, so Craig <laughs> finds him. Falls backwards, rolls a one, eyes. goes into giant crevice. The rattlesnake rolled snake eyes, though, guys. There's several more ones because the Jeep won't start. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's right. Helicopter like can't a master. Land. Isn't Garner a master engine mechanic, and yet he just tries to start the car and then gives up? I thought the same thing. He rebuilt an entire boat in a, just a couple of days, and he can't figure out how to get a Jeep to start. Yeah. He didn't, it's, not, did. it's not even like he tries another method. He doesn't pop it up and try to, like, jump I'm going to take the battery out of the hang glider just, or whatever. The battery out of the hang glider? Yeah, that battery of their communication system. Uh, yeah, 9-volt battery. I don't know how big it was. If it's going 10 miles, it's probably bigger than a 9-volt. I did look. I did two nine volts. the scene to see if the Jeep was a stick shift. Stick shift, because yeah. Then he he could have rolled it started. Wasn't, it, it wasn't a stick shift. Okay. So at least they kept that accurate. Because if that was a stick shift, I was going to die. So we're what talking about. What about, if you'd seen him put it in a neutral, and then he, like, tried to start, and then he was like, all right. So we're talking about rolling ones. After, so Craig had already, at this point, Craig finds... Mitch, and now they're, you know, Mitch is just being a bitch in a sense, and just completely he, about, 
everything Craig does. He is so whiny. So whiny. Also, and, not and 10 Craig miles away because it didn't take Craig long to find him. But Gardner, who is bad at um, hang gliding. gliding, rolls a nat 20 when he goes to hang glide and has an amazing time. Because he does <laughs> everything wrong and can't crash it. Well, yeah. So I, I, no, I noted so the snake fight's ridiculous. It's super ridiculous, and this is just very ridiculous. But these well, two things, the fact they both that snake fight reaction and this hang gliding scene happened in the same episode, made this episode fantastic. So I like, will say, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Donia. So, so two things. The writers, I think, had to make Mitch and Crash because they're superhuman in every other else, everything else they do. Um, but Garner taking off in the hang glider and just watching him fly, he reminded me of like a, a, a black Ralph Hinckley, the greatest American hero. Yes. He's like, he, <laughs> no, what it really reminded me of, oh, fuck. it reminded me of Anakin in episode one where he accidentally when he gets into um one of the one of the five the the ships at the end and yeah. accidentally destroys the whole enemy army just by what am I doing whoa <laughs> and killing everybody <laughs> that's what Gardner does he gets in there and just accidentally gets his way all the way to the beach to get help. I well, thought he was afraid of hang gliding. I didn't realize he had never ever done it in his life. No, he one did. One other time. He had one done it one other time. They claim he did, but it, he, by the way he flies it, he didn't. Well, they I all fly it fine. Nobody knows how to land a hang glider. I was impressed with one thing of this episode, and, and I'm rarely impressed by these episodes. The hang gliding flight and the helicopter flying while trying to make it look terrible you have to be really skilled to do something right the wrong way and i will say the stuntman who was doing the hang gliding and the stuntman who was flying the helicopter really made it look like those people were genuinely struggling in those spots right they didn't use stuntman mm-hmm. so i give it up for that that was pretty good because that guy garner looked like he was gonna die at any moment in, in that hang glider it was up and down and swirling and everything. Do you guys think Craig did anything for the snake bite? Was he down there, like, sucking off uh, Hoff? I was waiting for that. He was like, this will be no problem. And I was waiting for him to start sucking poison. But can, we also, go there. can we talk about, how again, how quickly they just resigned to the worst possible outcome? Okay, I'm here. Well, let me build a stretcher, get you into a cave, and get a fire going. One, you're by the <laughs> beach. It's not that cold. Two, you're not that far from civilization and help why are you immediately we're going to man versus wild i need to be, get ready to survive for days and days and days let's chew on this wood to get a little protein <laughs> they were seriously they were seriously about to decide which of them needed to die to feed yeah. the other they're chewing the on sticks so like you're you're not that it only took gardner maybe 10 minutes to get to the beach on his hang glider yeah yeah but then well, but then and then they did one of those silly things too where they where they send a jeep to drive there because the helicopter can't leave because of weather. Right. But yet, the next day, they both get there at the same exact time. Yeah. So I'm really confused how far away this camp is. Not that far because they when he hang glid down to the beach, it didn't take that long. I'm really, I'm really confused. Yeah, exactly. He pretty, he pretty much flew right to the tower. And I know, obviously, hang glide is going to be faster minutes. because you're not going. You know, up okay, and down still. the road. And, and it's condensed for purposes of episodic TV. That otherwise, it, perhaps, it would have taken two episodes before uh, yeah, Garner landed at didn't, the beach. The Jeep left that day. Yeah. And yeah. didn't get there until the next far morning. From the beach. They were not far from the beach. Wait. Right. Didn't the Jeep leave the next day? Is it, wasn't it like dark outside and then they left the next morning or that night? Or am I wrong? No, I think the first day they took the Jeep up there and said they're at the camp but can't see them. They're going to have to come back tomorrow. Okay. It's not far that, away. I think the point is it's not far from the beach. That's probably where no. they were going to land anyways. So why all this big hoopla like they're way out in the middle of nowhere? They just drove to the top of the hill. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised they didn't bring the red lifeguard helicopter up. Of all the things that they did with lifeguarding, I was surprised to not see the Baywatch helicopter itself 
They, 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 they had the search and rescue helicopter. Now, of course, no search and rescue people. All of them had lifeguard patches. Okay. I was so confused. When I, okay, so when the, when the helicopter finally gets there and they're circling around and they can't quite get into the quarry and all, and they're dealing with that stuff, and all of a sudden I realize that all of them are lifeguards. Would you I'm like, hang on, what the? Would you rather have search and rescue or a lifeguard? Lifeguards, for yeah, sure. Obviously, I'm surprised they didn't find a way to use their cans to uh, save the day. <laughs> I was just so confused when I was like, hang on. Because I, I honestly was like, okay, who are these? And then all of a sudden, it's like, like, so, yeah, I started noticing everything was still lifeguardy. Like, I, I was like, hang on. So day they two, have the equipment to go rescue people from the forest, which has nothing, nothing <laughs> to do with the beach. Well, what if a kid gets carried out on a tidal wave and thrown into the forest? <laughs> yeah, like a big whale launches him. Yeah. What if there's what if there's a, 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 a an ocean tornado that like you know how sometimes in Florida they'll have like frogs and fish that are picked up by like tornadoes yeah. on lakes and throw you know maybe there's an ocean tornado throws a kid into the forest suddenly you need forestry ranger experience. Well, and so, honestly, what I was thinking is I like the tidal wave thing. I like I guarantee that they had to prepare for something like that. Where what? It just, you know, a hurricane comes and floods the whole town. They, the lifeguards, of course, are the people who are going to save everybody. So they have all the equipment ready for that. There's never been a West Coast hurricane. In the next nine seasons, will we have a hurricane at the West Coast Beach? Three. (laughs) Why was this episode called Old Friends about Court's little B-plot? Why wasn't it called Roll to One or Hang Gliding and Snake Bite? Or yeah, don't worry about any, it. Don't worry anything. About it. Ten miles, which was the radius or was the range, I should say. You're what thinking too keep, much. What did they keep saying that hang gliding was? He said it like twice, but it, it was a very emphasized like thing of beauty, right? Thing of beauty. Yeah. Maybe they should have called this episode "Thing of Beauty." Maybe something. So, so Mitch survives his first night out in the wilderness. They barely do it. They're able to chew on some wood and survive. Yeah. There's magically a cave right there, and he's winding. He rolls around. There was a Jeep on day two, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was the truck. The life oh, right. Truck. Yeah, the life truck. The truck and Who, the, the helicopter yeah, both get there at the same time-ish. Who was driving the truck? Eddie? Or riding in the truck? Shawnee and Eddie, I believe, are in the yep. truck. Wasn't okay. Butter in there, too? Who descends yeah. out of the helicopter? Newman? Or not? And? Uh, Eddie. Eddie. How? Maybe it was Maybe it was Garner and Shawnee in the truck. No, it was Eddie. I this is when I was watching. It was Eddie in the truck. Maybe there's That's clones, fine. but they only. But they only. Um, speaking of clones, I'm I'm working on the movie Moon right now to watch it. But so anyway. maybe they landed and movie. picked him up. I have not seen movie yet. But I did finish like, Clone Wars, the TV show. You should. It, Moon is good. You know, in Clone Wars, they helicopter with their lightsabers. I'm wondering if Baywatch is going to learn that trick with the cans. <laughs> twirl, twirl a can fast enough over your head, and you can helicopter into something. Well, uh, the, the lifeguards pretty much already have Jedi like powers. So, <laughs> anyway, they do end up. Let, let, let's end this like they ended it. They rescue him. That's over. Yeah. <laughs> At the end. Yep, Eddie and them are in full rescue gear: helmet, the trousers for suspend or the harness for repelling. Like this is just one of their outfits. My my biggest Wait, question does, still is: Well, well, Hoff's injuries come up to playing in the season finale at all, or will it be one hundred percent back to normal? The season finale is called the end question mark. By the way, probably because the show I'm pretty sure got can't was getting canceled. No, the Hoff will be fine because because it was only the snake bite, and just once he gets treated for that, it'll be fine. Yeah, rattlesnake bites are pretty weak. And broken legs? Known. Yeah. Well, the God's leg was life. barely broken, and the other stuff from the fall, that was really kind of minor. Well, we don't know, to be a little bit fair, and I hate to do this, we don't know that it was a freaking compound fracture with the bone sticking out under the skin, or just a simple hairline fracture that, while he may not be on the water, he may not necessarily be in a six-week boot. They may just... 
they may just put him in like a mobile. I also don't think he would have built himself a splint if it wasn't some uh, if it was just a minor fracture. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know that it's a minor fracture right away. It he had to. Still... It would have had to have been split for him to think I need to put this in a splint. Yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see next next episode. Can't wait for that one. I don't think Eddie comes out of the helicopter. He repels off the side of the mountain, but I don't think he comes out of the helicopter. <laughs> We're still on this. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm comes. not on it. He's I'm got done. helmet. He's got helmet right. and harness like the helicopter guys did. But I, maybe I pulled, you're right. I pulled a slaz and uh, went into the episode. Yeah, maybe Life he did repel. Lifeguard of the week. Lifeguard of the week. I'm giving it to the sinister music cues. I have to give it to the rattlesnake because I've never seen a strike so hard that it launches a man backwards. But if I had to give a runner-up, it is the stunt helicopter pilot because, like Dave said, it was way over-exaggerated, but he flailed that helicopter around. He, I mean, I've never seen a search and rescue helicopter like nose down looking for someone. Like You have to be aiming it at the person to see them because he nose down, spun circles, wobbled, tried to get down, up, down, left, right, spin it around again. Right, B-A-B-A. Yeah. Yeah. Select start. It, it, was, it was pretty good. He was, That was impressive. But uh, I, I got to give it to the snake. My lifeguard of the week is Craig for not killing Mitch after all Mitch does is bitch and complain the whole <laughs> night about everything. I didn't get that. I'm going to give it to Mitch because I felt that when he started crying, he was, he was like, he was thinking he was on like Broadway or he was like trying to invoke like these strong, like, like Shakespearean, like, take care of Hobie for me. I'm going to die. Think, I think and I was, like, was getting to his head. Bring it, Mitch. Bring it home, buddy. There's some real acting going on here. Look at those chops. I think the venom was just getting to his head. <laughs> or that. <laughs> All right. Good recording, guys. Good recording. Fun times. We'll or not. We'll up again uh, next week. Yep. Yep. All right. Later. All right, later. later. Peace.